0: Laughter. You know, in
1: the bottom,
0: there's a thing you can now? press on. Okay, fine. We started with laughter. We starting with laughter meditation, okay? <laughs> yeah, and we it on recording.
2: Sorry about that, guys. Too.
0: So it's just a
2: welcome to Impact by Choice. A different, um, completely different episode today. Yeah. <laughs> it's good that we started off with laughing and meditation, as you said, guys. Welcome, Lotfi. Yes. Welcome, Raffaella.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you, you... you, Andrada. Thank you. Thank you. Very warm. Welcome, Latvay.
1: That's been a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's so good. It really is good, you know. It just gets all the energy flowing. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Thank you for the laughter, for the stillness, the silence. What a brilliant way to start up the podcast. For those of you who are joining us, very warm greetings to you. We started off with a beautiful meditation facilitated I'm sorry, I didn't by Lotfi. And um, another time, well, we'll send the link out, Andrada, to one of Lotfi's meditations. For sure. And also, you know, the laughter that emanated out of that I think it's such a refreshing way to start our podcast today exactly. so yeah so just to introduce Latvi you know he is um, intuitive based entrepreneurial coach trainer motivational speaker and I can see how you can get the crowd moving and you know getting the energy flowing it's really awesome you know to start in that way, high energy through meditation and laughter. So very warm welcome, uh, Lakfi. And rather, thank you for this opportunity. Such a privilege and honor to be here with you and our dear friend, you. It's my
1: pleasure too. I really enjoy interacting with the both of you. And yeah, we haven't talked much in the last many months, but you are always in here. And yeah, of course you were sending around those beautiful pictures in the morning yeah, it makes an interesting start of the day. Sometimes I'm like, huh? And sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: so yeah. yeah, get, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. lot. yeah, I get that kind of response from different people around the globe. And I think it's, such, it's so beautiful, you know, something so simple, quite an ordinary message could make such a huge impact. Mm. And therefore the art of giving does not need to be monetary giving is just coming from a place of love and sharing uh, positivity and being optimistic during this time. So <clears throat> I'm very interested to have this chat with you, and I'm sure Anrada as well. We both are looking forward to this beautiful chat this morning about what you do and how you work intuitively with people, you. you know, whether it's individual, whether it's business. And my experience with you, uh, Latvih, has been truly incredible. In the way you facilitate, in the way um, you cut through negative belief systems and fear. And we had full on experience, rather this morning, you know, yeah. about that. And how beautiful to start off a podcast, you know, being experiential. This is the first one that we had with our guest where it's truly experiential, where it had a biochemical impact in the biochemistry. So, wow, this is awesome, Anrata.
2: Yes, and I need to thank you for that Latvi. I would like to bring a bit of a context here uh, so that people understand what's the biochemical reaction so just before we started recording, uh, I had a rough morning, and um, my co-host and the guests were just jumping into the um, into the uh, meeting room, and I was like all over the place and not knowing what to do first, and they spotted me, both Rahila and uh, Latfi. So they offered to um, make a short meditation. So we did, and here is the uh, reaction, the chemical reaction. You can see that I'm no longer uh, nervous. I'm no longer angry or whatever feeling I had back then. So thank you again for that, Latfi. Thank you for uh, joining in, Rahila, for the meditation part. And um, I would like to... Thank you for
1: allowing it.
2: Yes, obviously. I mean... Because I mean... we all
1: three benefited from it.
2: Definitely. Definitely, Latvique. Absolutely,
0: yeah.
2: And I would like to do, to, to go precisely on the thread. And mm-hmm. um, before uh, asking you anything, myself or Rahila, I would like to bring another piece of context um and in telling you that last year lotfi and myself met uh, we live in the same city uh, funny story lotfi is from the netherlands if i'm not mistaken and at some point he came in romania for a mountain hike right lotfi and he fell in love with the energy of the country that's what he told me and he decided to move in and stay so uh, it was interesting. There were a little
1: bit, more, a few more factors, but it was one of the main ones mm-hmm. was actually the reason I decided also to stay for, for longer when other factors went away. So the energy in the end, I can conclude now it was really the energy of the mm-hmm. country, specifically in the mountains that really made me say, OK, here is my new home, at least for the coming many years. Yeah. because i've moved already twice in my life because i was also raised in tunisia because i'm half tunisian so i've lived already in two different countries 21 years in each so i have no idea if i'm gonna stay 21 years here and then move on again
2: it's a, it's a start we'll see most probably you will see where where life takes you uh, but to finish with the context uh we as i said we met in in nature because Lotfi is a lot about grounding and being in the nature and hugging trees and connecting to Mother Earth. And it was the first time in my life when I actually hugged the tree and it felt so damn good, you know. And um, funny, another funny thing was that it was raining, but it didn't seem to bother it, any of us, any of the two of us um so yeah it was really really interesting and i would like to go as i said to go on the thread of connecting with nature and earth latvi and this is exactly what he did in the meditation today that he gave uh to Rahila and myself so um is there anything you'd like to ask latvi right now considering the context or i think
0: let's let's keep with the context of connectivity everything as we know is interconnectivity and i love the work latri does because like i said i had full experience with working with him last year excuse me and um, it is what it is interconnectivity is this confluence of energy Mm -hmm. and you know where there's the synergy um, the universe knows best how to connect us and I must thank you again. It's through you that I met Lotfi as well. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. And, um, <clears throat> you know, when when we look at Lot, Lotfi and the work he does, it's all about interconnectivity. Because when you come from an intuitive space, you've got to connect with yourself uh, mm. in every facet of who you are, in what you are experiencing in the moment, whether it is positive and, or negative. And when you come to that place of clarity, then you are, Open to facilitating someone else, and uh, what I love about what lotfi does, and I'm going to ask him this question right now, is how does he? How do you go about facilitating your clients, lotfi from a place of intuitive intelligence?
1: Um, where to start? Um, okay. First, I will stop thinking. <laughs> that's what I also do with my clients. Actually, I have the best sessions when I'm really tired because then my mind cannot inter- interfere. Um, we are conditioned to think and to be very careful about what we say. And that's why we express a lot of bullshit because it comes from the mind and not from here.
2: Yeah.
1: But when we go in here... Um, the truth comes and the truth is not like what we know like okay these are the facts what happened no the truth is what's true for you in that specific moment and when you're talking with somebody it's the truth for the two of you in that situation in that environment and it may be a different truth in on another day in another location Hmm. Um, so that is the first part And I do it by simply connecting here and letting it flow. When that started to happen, at, at first I I was sometimes shocked. We'd be like, oh, "What did I just say?" And then the person would react like, "Oh wow, but that's so true!" And they would be very happy that I said that. And I was at first I thought like, "Wow, this is so confronting," or they maybe get up, get upset about what I said. Because I would call out the bullshit as well. I mean, that's what I do. Because the truth is coming out. But because it's coming out from here, people don't take it as an offense.
2: Hmm.
1: Because it also reaches them here, not here. And so the ego is cut off guard. And then their heart is opening. And like, yeah, that's true. And then they can face their own lies, for example. Lies that they create themselves or that have been implanted by others by telling them ah oh, you're not good at this you're not good at that or whatever it is that we're being told from young age and then they can start to release those things doesn't mean that they will change always from one moment to another sometimes it's just a seed that's being planted and that needs to grow it's also the thing when people have a breakthrough doesn't mean you arrived. A breakthrough is that you break through a wall, there's a hole in the wall, you can step through it. But then a lot of people after breakthrough just re- continue their old lives because they don't know how to walk into the new world, the one that's behind the wall, the one that became accessible through a breakthrough. And that's also the reason why I prefer to work with people in multiple sessions to help them also to learn to walk again, to learn to integrate Yeah, the connection with the heart, the connection with the intuition or whatever transformation they experienced, a wound they healed. I mean, starting to live without a certain wound can be very difficult because you have no idea how to do that actually. Just imagine that you didn't feel your leg for most of your life and then suddenly you can feel it. You wouldn't know how to use that leg. You wouldn't know how to stand on two legs if you were always used to lean on one leg. So, yeah, that's in a nutshell how I work with clients and this applies both to private people, I mean, who come for the private life or entrepreneurs, where both aspects are very connected because if you're a mess in your private life, then your business will be a mess as well because it's simply a reflection. So, also when it comes to conducting business i guide people to look at their business the same way they look at themselves because your business is a living entity i love that you're pouring your life energy literally Mm -hmm. into your business this is also why when your business collapses or you have been in a company generally when it's a small company you have given everything you had to help this company grow and thrive and it collapses you really feel pain, like deep pain, like losing something,
2: yeah.
1: like losing a child, maybe. It, it, I mean, I never lost a child myself, but I can imagine that it's extremely painful losing something that's really connected to you in, in, in many ways. And I experienced that part myself with a company where I was very involved and helped it develop and it's collapsed at a certain moment because of greed of certain people. And it took me two years to overcome that. And that was a beautiful learning process, although painful at the start, and then slowly less painful. I learned a lot and that actually eventually, yeah, that led me to my real breakthrough where I got in contact with my intuition like I can today because it was blocked because of a trauma in my youth. And that taught me how these things can work in life, and that's how I learned to work differently. Because I was already coaching before, to work differently with people and look at their blockages. And one very important thing is, I stopped healing people. Hmm. I guide people to learn to heal themselves.
2: And that's the, the best approach you can go about it, right?
1: Yes, the worst <laughs> thing is to depend on somebody else for your well-being.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm not saying you should not cooperate with people, but to depend on somebody to be able to breathe, that's not not what we want, and that's also how I was trained by my own mentor for ten years. Mm-hmm. He shared not with me,
0: that is sorry I, I just you know I just want to jump in in this point you made about each person is a be, own best healer. And how important it is, I think this resonates with me hugely as well, being an entrepreneur, being a facilitator in clearing out negative belief systems and the emotions, the toxic emotions. Um, <clears throat> you know it it's so beautiful listening to you and it's so powerful because what we give is we're giving the individual tools so that they do not need to use any therapist or any coach or any mentor as a crutch um, in giving them their own toolbox, as it were. I think this is so powerful, and what you're doing is truly awe-inspiring, and therefore I wanted to add to that because this is the way to go. And with entrepreneurs, I hear what you said because I also lost uh, a lot of money in business as well. And it took me a while to come out of it. Uh, it's not an easy path. However, I think maybe we pioneered the way and made it simpler for others now in bridging the gap. So in what you're saying is so powerful during this time, rather, especially during the lockdown. You know, this morning I was going through something. And it's about businesses had to let go of some of their employees this morning. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and it hit me in my gut, you know the first time the reality has hit South Africa, where people are going to be without money in the next couple of months because the company cannot afford to pay them. And all I could do was open from my heart center into love, compassion, and empathy. Why was I able to do that is because I've lived it myself, And I think that's what you're talking about, Latvia, Am I right? When you've lost everything, you are able to open into that place of having nothing. And how then do we build that resilience to move on? How do we come out of it? And, and this is why what you're saying is so powerful that you can only rely on yourself. And that is where the self-sufficiency, self-reliance come in. Am I right?
1: Yes, but it's not an absolute thing, it's not an absolute thing, like
0: yeah, you keep yeah, totally around that. you yes.
1: for certain things, but it starts with yes, you relying yes. on yourself for your inner strength to come that's
0: out. That's right, Yeah, And
1: that's also, it's, because the, the way I coach is about empowering, re-empowering yourself, because you may have been yes. born very powerful, but then you were dumbed down by society or your parents or whatever. And then it's time to get back up and, yeah, stand up straight. 100%, yes. And in, in your strength, in your power. And from there you can interact with other people who will help you to walk this 3D realm, to walk this earth. But it starts mm-hmm. from within. And more, if more people do this, we will all be focusing on what we're good at, on our strengths. And automatically joining forces will make us very not powerful in the old way, like we can beat any army, but powerful in the way that we can rebuild or build something completely new that we need to have a beautiful life.
2: Powerful in collaboration, right?
1: Yes, like what we're doing now. We're sharing our experiences, we're joining forces, and with this we are inspiring a lot of other people to do the same. Or to take one of the aspects that is named and work on that,
0: and that is the most extraordinary thing to experience. Where you know we all bring our own skill sets, as it were, and and uh, bring it together. And then it's you know I hear what you're saying. It's so good to have somebody to bat off things um, to say. You know this is where I am. Not necessarily wanting a solution but just need that guidance so they can maneuver their own way out of it. And I think that's what I love about what you do is that you, you don't give the solutions. You want that person that you're empowering to become solution driven. Mm. And that's what stands out for me in, in what you do. And, and I love that because that's kind of the work I do in businesses for myself even and in all the my clients that I, I I you know moving away from coach. Rather, you pay you're helping somebody to navigate and find their own way out of the maze. So I, I just I it, you know this is the most amazing discussion, Andrada, in, in how different this podcast has been, in how Lotfi has allowed this podcast to take a new flavor of of being so if I may say interdimensional, mm. we looked, you know, we started in so many different ways. We brought in laughter, and I, and I love this about you, because you take the most serious thing, and the moment you flip it, it's a cosmic joke, and you can only crack up laughing, and that is what truth is. When you can facilitate somebody to that point of truth, where they crack up laughing, where they see the the cosmic joke, you've actually done the work because that's a major breakthrough. The other point I'd like to hone in on what you said is, you know, uh, affording somebody a series of of sessions. Because I do the same. When I book somebody, you will book in for at least three to five sessions because you cannot do it in one session because the, the beliefs are so deeply embedded, you know, until we get to the foundational belief. And even when you crack through that foundational belief, it's not the end. You cannot land anywhere because that only happened in that moment where you came to some kind of self-realization, but life happens. It's work in progress. Is that what you were saying, Lotfi?
1: Yes. Um, My personal experience was that when I had my big breakthrough in 2012, it was in a group setting and i was asked to help the guy with another workshop after that so then i experienced again uh, not the, per se a breakthrough for me but the breakthroughs at least for the people around me we were 30 in the room so yes. i i saw a total of 42 45 people including myself mm-hmm. having breakthroughs and i stayed in touch with many of them and i saw big differences I saw how a lot of people went back to the old and at a certain moment I realized that having a mentor who I could call and say, hey Harv, I, I know that this and that is possible but I have no clue how to do it or it, I, I feel fear here or I'm stuck here. And him helping me to walk the new environment is what kept me from totally falling back. Of course, I had moments of fallback, but I had support. And after that, because I met through this experience also two people who became my best friends, Mm -hmm. I had the support to get up every time I would drop and not crawl back to the old safe zone. But I saw other people who didn't have that, and I saw their true potential, but they went back because they didn't have any support. And that was the time that I said, okay, when I'm helping someone, I need to make sure there is follow-up. So when I organized my breakthrough workshops, I said we need to have at least one follow-up evening two weeks later. At least to measure and to give people the, the, the time to say, okay, Here I am, and I feel I need support with this, that, or that. And then they can choose to do it with me or to do it with somebody else, but at least to help them to be aware, like, yes, I had this big insight, but now that I start walking through life again, not so easy to implement. Okay, what do you need? And help people with that. And in the sessions, that's how I work as well. Being private or business, it's always the same.
0: Mm. But it was also that personal experience
1: that made me realize this.
0: Yes, it's it's something like after-sales service, you know, the support you give a client. <clears throat> and I do that. I do that uh, all the time. And I, I actually sell that as a package to my client that your fee includes the backup service, you know, should you need it. Um, and it's so good that you can hold somebody's hand and walk the path in a way when they need you, that they're not alone. That, again, that you are that board, that sounding board, Um, they can come back to. I think that is is so important in walking the path. And that's how you create mastermind groups as well. And that's what I've done through my academy um, as well over the span of 30 years is the after-sales service that we give to a program, whether it's a group or whether it's just one-on-one, it doesn't matter, or a family. Because rehabilitation takes a while in how you said, you know, you haven't used your leg for quite a while, so, how do you go through that rehabilitation process, as it were? And I think that is, you know, that is superb in what you do in making them see um, that this path is not all that easy, that there are different aspects to walking the path. And how then can you maneuver, navigate through it? And it's a holistic program that you offer, Latvi. It's truly awe-inspiring. It really is. And I, you know, we have that experience with you this morning. Mm-hmm. rather over to you.
2: Um, this is one of the few moments when I'm speechless. I'm just listening. I'm just observing because I'm learning totally, you know, both from you and, um, and Lotfi. but um, I really like his approach. Uh, I would like, however, to go a bit deeper and ask Lotfi, what was the, pivotal moment when you came in so more in touch with your intuition and with what you do today because uh, you said that there was a time right everything collapsed you had a period of two years when you had to learn to get over it and that you got in touch with your intuition but I'm Precisely interested in the moment, in the aha moment, and in the moment when you actually realized that you are in touch with your intuition and this is what you want to do further on.
1: Wow. I'm trying to find that moment. (laughs) It was not just a moment. Hmm. Um, The Breakthrough Workshop was a two-day workshop. Um, The guy started in the morning by going around the group and asking everyone what happened at a certain age. He would point out the age where there was a trauma that was blocking them. And in my case, he was like, what happened at the age of seven? And I was like, seven? So I saw a street. And then I started thinking, age of seven, so I was in that class, and I started thinking, stop thinking, feel. And, I was like, huh? and then he was like, you have been sexually abused. And then boom, went back to that street. And then I was like, yeah, not much happened. And I was like, I don't know, yes, you have been. And at that moment I felt like a huge load dropping off my shoulders. Yes, physically not much happened because I pushed away the guy who's, Started touching me and I ran away, and it was the end of it. So I always thought I was lucky, nothing happened. I mean, hearing all those stories from people getting raped and, and whatever, I was like, oh, I was lucky. But it did put a blockage on me. A blockage I needed because it blocked me emotionally, blocked a big part of my intuition, and I needed to survive in Tunisia, especially living in, in, in a village and then in a not too big city where people had a different mindset. And I came in with my Dutch open minded mindset from my mom. An example, she was reading me the Bible when I was little. At the age of four, she told me, Don't take it literally. Understand the meaning behind the story. That's how I was raised. But living in a country where people are still very much into certain structures, and like, okay, we have in Tunisia, for example, you have Islam, but the other countries you have Judaism or, 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 or Christianity, I mean, here we have the Orthodox Church and they're doing the same thing as, 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 as uh, the Islam in Tunisia, like God said it's like this and it's like that and if you don't do that you will burn in hell and then shit will hit the fan and then, and then basically you start to believe like, okay, I already made a mistake so we'll end up in hell anyway, so why would they even bother? <laughs> I mean, that's how they teach you. But then in church, okay, the priest can take away your sins or whatever, and whatever you have to do, I don't know, these... these These practices, and then you'll be cleaned. And ah. so, I was not raised this way. So, I needed that blockage, Mm. and it helped me to go through a lot of experiences both personal, but also in interacting with others um, in work to really get a grasp of the different aspects of life, different cultures. In Tunisia, a Muslim country, an African country, an Arab country, and then the Netherlands, which is totally the opposite in many perspectives. Experiencing also the freedom from being raised very protective. Uh, my father was well known in the city, so I could not do anything. If I would fart in the street, he would know about it. <laughs> Going to Amsterdam on my own. Having all the freedom, I wanted because, yeah, who could could check me? (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) So I experienced all the extremes. And there was also the fear of my mom. Like, oh, gosh, she's going to Amsterdam. Uh, Sex, drugs and rock and roll. Okay, no drugs, sex, yes. Alcohol, yes. No rock and roll, no. House music, yes. So I experienced a lot. And then when the breakthrough came... I started to realize some of my patterns I mean I was seeing them already but the breakthrough really helped me to look myself in the eyes and then slowly I started I know wait during the breakthrough um, he didn't talk to me all day day one he saw that something was happening was just checking me from time to time he was busy with the others during the night we had to do a meditation which was a healing room. It was a guided meditation. And during that meditation, I saw light beings around me working on me. And then a beam of light came from my chest, went upwards uh, to the sky, to the heavens. And that's how I got connection with my soul and with spirit. And I remember like, finally where the hell have you been all this time that was my first expression and i was like my mind was like who are you talking to i mean what are you talking about but it felt like a coming home like finally the connection was back and then i felt this enormous pressure building up and i had to make a roar or something or scream but living in an apartment building to roommates roommate like Mm-mm. okay so at half past midnight i got up put on my clothes took my bike went into the park to look for a peaceful spot to let it out but then it was saturday night it was a summer night it was hot and it was people everywhere so i biked like crazy to get to that spot because i needed to get it out so i biked for half an hour full power didn't feel any muscle pain when normally you would feel the pain in your muscles after a moment and then I made a full round of the lake and there was people everywhere. And then I was like, okay, screw it. And I opened my mouth and a roar came out like a lion because I felt also it was a lion waking up in me. And of course, next to the lake. So it went over the lake, echoed back. <laughs> I was like, whoa, so people will be scared now. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. And I just kept biking, went home, took a shower, went to bed. But I felt released. I also didn't feel pain in my throat. Just imagine screaming as hard as you can, but then even louder. You would have pain. I didn't have muscle pain, I didn't have throat pain, nothing. It was just, because it was natural, it couldn't hurt me. I slept for three hours and then I was up and already on my way to the workshop. And there I was like, and then I got tested. My intuition got tested because i had to say what i was seeing in the people who yeah. were dealing with their traumas not from here but from here and it got confirmed that it was see it was i could not see but i would just know some people could they see some people here i just know what happened after that is that um i started uh working in a different way with my mentor um he was very good in using his intuition for example he was also mas- mas- a masseur and he would tell me that the client would guide his hands without words and I never understood what he meant and it's something that I discovered very recently that I can do the same and it was At first, my two best friends who helped me to integrate my intuition into my daily life and into my work, one became my best friend and we we were meeting at least once a week and talk about whatever is happening in our lives, but seeing it from all different kind of perspectives and she had a lot of astral experiences, so she was showing me that perspective of things and I had different kind of experience, so that's how we connected. And my other friend, uh, I started cooperating with her um, on, on working with clients. And that's how I gained self confidence and trusting my intuition. Because knowing things and then actually really trusting it, trusting what you know, is, is, is a big difference. And that was the part of the anchoring of my breakthrough. And after that, I kept meeting new people and a lot of people went away from me as well. People who did not resonate with me anymore because I started to change. because I started to speak more my truth Uh, or started focusing on things that were important to me, which were not the old stuff that I call superficial today. And new, beautiful people kept coming on my path, being it as a girlfriend or friends or like you two who kept inspiring me, taught me a lot about myself but also about the world through their experiences or through our interaction. And that is how my intuition got more and more anchored in Mm. my daily life Mm. and also how I learned to transmit that knowledge, that experience in a better, more efficient way to the people I work with. Because there's a very big difference between knowing and being able to transmit it. Totally. Not everyone who has a lot of knowledge is a good teacher.
0: Yes. So, yeah. Lotfi, <clears throat> so, you know, following on from your sharing, um, just so that the audience that we are <clears throat> connecting with right now, we are just taking it to, to another level yet again. I'm going to go back to your breakthrough experience where you said you had the story that came up in your mind about that street and what happened to that seven-year-old child. Um, it was about you accessing that emotions or the emotions that came up for you with regards to that incident that allowed for the breakthrough to happen so that you could come into oneness of self where you had to find the space and just... Let it all out, you know, like this lion's roar of having this kind of orgasmic experience, as it were, you know, from from letting out all that raw emotion or pain or whatever it is. Was that the breakthrough for you? Did it have to do something with your emotions?
1: It was a release I mean, that day it was the release of a burden and me gaining back my power. Yes, did that have to come through
0: feeling your emotion? That's what I'm asking. Did you have to feel your emotions and what emotions were there?
1: Not per se that day. I went back to... My seven year old later on. Yes. And I forgave, no, I already had forgiven the guy before, I think. But then I also thanked that guy because before I incarnated, I asked that soul to do that because thanks to that experience, I did survive in Tunisia. If I would have been as open as I am today, at that age, at young age, I would have been completely burned out there. I may have even committed suicide. Back at the age of 15, 16, 17, suicide crossed my mind many times, but there was something in me that was telling me like, you will be okay, don't worry, just be patient, this shit will end. And I know many adolescents have this. But I remember yes. it was something I didn't know. It didn't feel like it was mine. But it was, I was so done with everything. Because I could not be myself. I was everything but free in being myself. And being myself is something I had to learn to be from 2012 on. And that also translates itself in me when I joined the last corporate company I worked in. That I decided I will not hide this side of me. Yes. And because I had that uh, self-confidence, nobody mm. laughed at me. But before, people were ridiculizing me for what I was saying. But in that company, nobody dared to laugh at me. Even if they wouldn't understand, they were like, okay, I don't understand, but it's fine. And other people were interested. But it was because Mm. the change happened in me. And so it would be reflected in the outside world. that's also what I always teach. Like, the change happens in you. If that person is an asshole, is a bastard to you, it's not that person, it's you who needs to heal something. And then that person will walk away and go teach somebody else the lesson.
0: Yes, you see, lots of people do not know how to get to that point. Therefore, I'm, I'm just going back to it because at what point does somebody feel that sense of release? At what point does that inner transformation happen? What is it that someone has to let go? because it has to do with a lot of emotions. And that stands in a way as an invisible wall that people cannot transcend in many ways. And they don't know how to come to that point of forgiveness, of saying there's gratitude. I'm so glad that this person showed up. They can't get to that point because the emotions are so strong within them. Therefore, I'm asking you, how was that for you? Uh, did Did you have to go back and access and feel those emotions and release it? Or how was it for you? How did you feel about the perpetrators of being, you know, who sexually molested you, for example?
1: Eight years ago. A lot happened since then. Um...
0: Did you feel angry? Did you feel violated? No, with the guy, did with feel that guy, humiliated? you know.
1: That guy, not because I quickly realized that it was a blockage I needed. Yes. Uh, But the same thing applies to those who were bullying me at school, for example, or.
0: Exactly, yes. Who were basically also
1: bullying me for not following their crazy rules, uh, or horrible bosses. Mm -hmm. And in these cases, I remember already in 1997 that um, a friend of mine invited me to a to a church. It was actually I remember the name Crossroad Church, an American church. And I was never into church, but I trusted him, and he invited me. And I remember that Reverend, he was the first Sunday I went. He was talking about love your boss, don't hate him, and The idea behind it was love those who are annoying, love the bully because he's reflecting something. And if you go to the point of love, you would transform things. And I managed to do that with one of the bosses and the relationship changed and actually he became my support. He was not my direct boss, he was the boss of my boss. And my direct boss was a total, okay, let's say ex-drug dealer, ex-pimp. And he was a horrible manipulator. So that was my regional manager. But his boss, I managed to have a pure relationship with him because I went into a point of love with him because with him it was the easiest to do. And so he he kept me in the company when the other one just wanted to fire me because I was telling him when he was telling me bullshit. I was saying, no, that's bullshit. You're lying or this is not okay to do or whatever. So we were always fighting about ethics. Not about that I was lazy or whatever, no, it was about ethics, like, this you cannot do. Look at that. And so that was, a, that was actually the most important lesson I learned during my few months that I attended the church, and that that guy went away, and then another guy came, and I was like, okay, forget it. It was about the person, and it's often the person who comes in your life who makes a difference when he's talking from here. Yeah. That's when things can open. So that was the first opening of my heart actually in 97. Mm -hmm. And this is also how other people when they came on my path helped me to open more. And in the past two years, I went in meditations back to looking at the different people who came on my path who hurted me. Yes. And I could see from what kind of energy they were doing it. I could for some people see that they were very hurt themselves. Just look at a dog who has been beaten and when you go to him, he will bite you because he is expecting shit from you again. Yeah. Where are you going with love? And I also see that with animals in the street sometimes on a walk that some of them are really afraid of me. Well, I go with love and then I know they have, they have a trauma. And then me opening the heart to them is like, <gasps> what the hell is that? And maybe I'm going with too much energy, so they're like, a lot of energy means can be dangerous.
2: Mm.
1: And so I healed those wounds. I even thanked those people for being there, kicking my ass in a way or another, teaching me things about myself, giving me experiences, making me stronger. Because what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, like, say, the Chinese. And But this this was, yeah, this was a process. It's not something you do overnight. And I believe I had two very long meditations where two times I went through the whole list of people that I could remember. The same way I went through the list of people that were great to me and that I thanked one by one. Being alive or dead didn't matter. I did it in the meditation. And I did call some people to thank them. Some of them were like, what are you talking about? And some others could receive the thank you.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. This is most incredible you're sharing. And, you know, where we are right now in looking at intuitive intelligence, where we are doing the introspection, the self-reflection and self-investigation, which you are so beautifully teaching others, including myself and Anratha how to do it, is to come to a point of awareness through the process of seeing the patterns and when you stand back and see the patterns then you see where's the seven-year-old that was bullied or that younger you that was bullied at school by different people and then in the business the same pattern is there you were able to do that open your heart center from a place of love including with the dogs and love is such a strong presence in your being of this energy field when there's total clarity that love then transmute all of this negativity including all these patterns and layers and layers of abuse that how we just it just dissolves you you know have the story you know the story is there but i think today the most important part of this podcast is in what you're teaching us is how to stand in your light, in your love, how then to look at all the patterns and just drop the story, open into love and let it just dissolve. My God, what a beautiful teaching this is. And we thank you so much for this amazing well. teaching because, you know, something with it yes, please moment. do. It's-
1: I noticed recently, because last year I I became very aware of taking care of my health. I lost eight kilos, which I set my intention on very easily. Yes. And I started to feel more fitter and healthier. I even can see that I look younger. But I noticed at a certain moment where and how the patterns come back. And when we fall into the patterns, that's a very important thing. And before we started recording, we, we talked about this. And actually, Andrea told me this two days ago when we talked. It's about the grounding. When I'm not grounded, when I'm not taking good care of my health, when I'm not sleeping enough, when I'm not feeding myself enough, I get out of balance. And that's when all the shit comes back into my life. Hmm. That's why it's so important that we focus on being grounded, taking very good care of ourselves because only then we can be the best version of ourselves and of course only then we can be a good support for others. It's like when you build a a house, you need to have a strong foundation. If the foundation is crappy, the house will collapse. When you're not taking good care of yourself, Your your family members, your friends, your colleagues cannot lean on you because you're weak. So you will drop; they will drop with you. But it starts all with you taking very good care of yourself, and that's how you keep old patterns from coming back, because these are habits, and it takes very long for them to leave your body if they ever can fully leave you. So addictions come back as well. When you have addictions, it's very important that you pay attention also to your balance. Only then, even if you heal the root source of the addiction, the patterns can come back. Yes. And that's why I meditate regularly, I go into nature regularly, I ground, I feed myself properly, and I take me time. I take a lot of me time, either doing nothing or just relaxing or. A me-time can also be have a nice conversation with a friend talking about anything. It doesn't need to be something spiritual or about life. It can be about aviation, about politics. But taking that time that you feel you need, but you'll feel it in here. And it's listening to your body. So you need to be really in contact with your body. And that starts with simple things like morning habits, evening habits, to sleep better, and a lot of these things. And I actually, I, I, I made some videos about this and I'm also now doing a program. I keep forgetting the name. Hold on. Let me get that. No, okay. We'll put it in, in the description. It's, it's an eight-week program where we also realize a lot of things about ourselves, what we're doing and our patterns, and also installing new habits that keep us in balance. And one of the habits actually is a, a gratitude uh, journal Mm-hmm. and I started it yesterday, and I decided to do it as a podcast, a video podcast, because it's the easiest way for me to talk than to write. I mean, I'm not good at writing, but definitely not by hand. It's, uh, I mean, the Egyptian hieroglyphs are either easier to decipher than my hand, own handwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be inspiring other people to also start journaling, but also maybe through the things I'm telling, so they can do certain things because I will be sharing like uh, the charity work I'm doing or something like that. So people see like, oh, you don't need money to help, to, to be able to help people, for example. Simple example, especially now in the times that people have no money. Um, and at the same time, it's also good for my exposure because I haven't been much online lately because I was working on myself. But in order to get clients, people also need to see me and also to know what's this guy actually about like this podcast is going to help me because people are like, oh, so that is what this guy is doing because we see his posts, but we don't really know. So it's actually three birds with one stone. Not that it's a nice proverb anymore because I don't like killing birds, but you you get
0: that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Three mosquitoes with one slap. (laughs) That's bad.
0: Yeah. (laughs) lucky you you know, going forward um, during this period of lockdown, look, it's going to be a long haul, all of us. Um, I like the fact that entrepreneurship is, you know, coming from your heart center. And what I'm loving about what you're doing, because I'm doing the same thing, is how you facilitate entrepreneurship and how important it is for humans to take care of themselves. Uh, because in being in your own business is not, uh, you know, it's not easy, and we have to look after ourselves because you can get so lost in all of this because it is very challenging. It is very difficult Uh, coming, you know, having an idea is one thing, like you said, Uh, the conception of an idea, but then the follow through of how you're going to build your business, how you're going to take it in steps so that it gains momentum is another story altogether. Do you feel that humans are now evolving Uh, into intuitive intelligence during this time and great awareness?
1: Yes, an increasing number of people not everyone yet Yeah, but the lockdown is forcing us to go inwards Even if we don't want to I mean imagine you're a family with kids, and you're stuck in the house. One of you is lucky to still have his job, but he has to work from home. And you have a small apartment. I mean, that's so bloody confronting. And you cannot keep going on blaming the others for your frustrations. Sooner or later, you will realize that you need to change something within you in order to be able to cope with the situation. And that's how self-reflection starts. Hmm. that's why when I lost that job and the company went bankrupt the time I had was perfect for self-reflection some people were like oh you were lazy you were not taking a new job actually I was applying for new jobs but I was not getting them because I was not ready so they would feel they would have no arguments on paper why they would reject me but I was not ready so they would not hire me but after the breakthrough I found a job like that I was hired instantly because I was ready and so these times are forcing people to go inwards and from there we discover new things we may get in touch with our intuition we may get in touch with the child within us we may get in touch with the Creator in us and because things become difficult we need to find solutions so the creative us start to look around and either create new things or look for people who have solutions so you start to interact with other people you are looking for help so you're looking for cooperation so automatically bringing people together Hmm. which is what has been missing although this whole political bullshit on separating everyone and making sure people cannot hug and whatever it's trying to keep people away but those who are waking up are not letting this get in the way. And we're connecting even, I mean, it's 8,000 kilometers between Romania and South Africa, something like I that. I think 7, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It is. But right.
1: nothing is going to prevent us from doing this.
0: 100%.
1: And this I have been doing, especially in the last years, I started doing this with people around the globe. I have even people in Australia and people in the US. And we're doing this and we're joining forces and we're joining our resourcefulness uh, in the form of knowledge, experience, expertise, ideas, brainstorming to improve the quality of our lives, not just work-wise, but also personal life. I have a Monday and Wednesday evening call with two people minimum, from different locations, it starts based on entrepreneurship, but we're also making it personal. And this is keeping us on track with our goals, for example. And it started before the lockdown, but lockdown or no lockdown, we keep doing this because we're doing it online anyway, through Zoom. And I see more and more people who are doing similar things. I kept working with a client, although his employer cannot pay him and he cannot pay us anymore. I mean, he's not getting his—he was not getting his salary, I believe—and I was not getting paid because I was hired by the employer to, to to train somebody. But because the person was so motivated, I decided to just continue. I was like, it doesn't make sense that there is no money, so both of us we will sit like this. I mean, we both had the time, so let's keep working. And the guy is very motivated, and that's the reason I said I will continue. And that was also uh, what I told him, like, as long as you're motivated, and you keep being serious, I will give you everything I have. And the guy made huge steps. And it was a perfect period for him to work on himself, and now that things are picking up again here, and he's going back to work, he can take it to the next level. Certain things were about... Uh, reducing and preventing stress Um, he was taking stress home with him so with his wife the relationship was also under tension so I taught him how to compartmentalize and when he's with his wife at least one hour a day he's 100% with her so the phone is out he's away is off and he's really with her and work cannot bother him and his relationship improved and now he's gonna implement that while going back to work and Yes, so so in this way, there are a lot of things that are transforming and I see more and more people coming together with old or new ideas. And when they're old ideas, they adapt them to the new now. And I can see that those who don't go into the victimhood are the ones who are building the future, creating new companies maybe or Mm -hmm. new services. Or nothing official, but making a difference in many people's lives.
0: Yes, that's very profound. Thank you uh, for for that But Latvi. You know, what you just spoke about uh, highlights the point of quality. Um, You don't need to talk to a thousand people to make a difference globally. It starts with one person where there's a willingness and there's an openness. To receive I'm kind of doing the same thing and rather than I have been doing this for two years now I'm mm. just giving and receiving um, in a way that we're helping others yes but in in the giving comes from unconditional love compassion benevolence I think the two key words here is benevolence and compassion when we operate business from the heart center and what you're doing is truly remarkable because it resonates with my heart center and how I give to others as well. And, you know, we're looking at the way currency works or taking money out of the equation because it's non-existent at the moment, but we can create a new currency of love, a new currency of benevolence that we're learning from Mother Nature. And tying this whole podcast up together is and rather going back to the connectivity of hugging the tree and and looking at the giving and receiving to Mother Earth and how Mother Earth gives back to us and coming into the oneness of self mm-hmm. in what Latvi, you shared so brilliantly throughout our podcast today is coming in, into oneness. When we come into being whole and coming into oneness, we open into the oneness of the entire universe across the miles. and And coming into that, is where we have the synergy and you rightfully pointed out that those who are not meant to be with you will fall by the wayside and those few of quality you know it's about the qualitative life Mm -hmm. Um, they will stick like glue and hence we three have come into that um that that kind of connectivity of of oneness And it doesn't matter whether we speak every day or once a week or however we connect. There's so much love. There's just so much love flowing. And I'd like to end up my segment of this podcast with just saying, we just love you, Lotfi. We just love you so much. We so salute you for your courage in breaking through and being such a beacon of light and hope. Being this lighthouse for all of humanity, and today, Andra and I honor you from the depths of our souls in being who you are, and thank you so much for today, Andra.
2: I was <clears throat> just observing Lotfi while you were praising him and thanking him, and I see there's a thing that. Um, catches my attention, which is the fact that his, heart, uh, his hand is all over his heart and his chest. And um, from that point, I would like to also thank Latvi. obviously. Thank you for last year, for meeting me. Thank you for being here today. But uh, I would like for you if um, you would agree, obviously, and based on what you added and what Rahila said and the meditation that we had, unfortunately unrecorded. To tell us why is your hand still on your chest and on your heart? And what should people take away from this image with you like that? Because we're speaking about connectivity still.
1: Something I do unconsciously and actually my second hand, you cannot see it it is on my belly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ah, I'm getting the answer. Um, it's connecting the heart chakra with the second chakra. Um, my second chakra is one of the strongest in my body. Actually, somebody did a measurement with the pendulum once. And um, yeah, it's it's it it has a very strong and big vortex. And my heart chakra too. And these two are actually the two main ones. Who are driving me in life my creativity but the second chakra is also the sexual chakra It's also the life energy chakra that's what kept me during my youth from committing suicide for example because the life energy was so strong like no way we're gonna continue and from the second chakra you also have the unlimited energy source because the second chakra connects to life energy which is the universal energy Mm -hmm. So even when you work with your chakras and you work with the energy going through your body, from there you can pull out the energy, whatever you need. But I learned in the last two years to always let it flow through the heart like we did in the meditation. I let all the other chakras connect with the heart one by one because then you use it as a loving energy. Even if from the solar plexus you have the going energy and the doing energy, you want to do it with love and because i'm connecting it to all the other chakras when i say something even if it's a blunt truth that would hurt most people if it comes through the heart first people can receive it and then they will accept what they're hearing and they can look inwards and like hey yeah that's true this is bullshit i can let go this this belief system and i i'm worth more than this and i can do that and so that is why i i never put one hand only here it's always both i'm mm-hmm. always connecting them and i've been learning in the last few years to receive and rahila threw a huge load of love on me and i was like oh okay uh, yeah processing processing <laughs> and i know that many people i know most people do not know how to receive So, for those watching, watch back and see that Rahila is not just talking to me, but it's talking to humanity. So, also to you, the viewer. And let that love get through your whole body, no matter how scary it is, because it's wonderful and it's warm and it's going to boost you. And connect your heart with your belly and just let it flow in and repeat it, repeat it, just to learn to receive love that's also the reason why a lot of relationships break because people cannot receive love they don't love themselves and they cannot receive love so the relationship will not stay in balance and these times are definitely about sharing love Mm -hmm. but also receiving love especially for those who are in need that's why i want to mention one simple thing that i'm doing now that can be done everywhere around the globe. I'm supporting a food bank which receives food from different companies who deliver their food when it's close to the expiration date and it gets distributed to families and people in need. And you don't need money for this. You just need to get off your lazy ass, get the food from one place, bring it to the other And you will be repaid by gratitude and just seeing those beautiful smiles people have on their faces and feel and see how people actually, you're keeping them alive in some cases. And that is the most beautiful thing you can experience. Just seeing them, you don't even need to hear them say thank you. Even if some people are ungrateful, they're not saying anything. You just know that you're making a difference. But you're making this difference without having money even. And I always thought I need to make a lot of money so I can help a lot of people. That was my goal. But today I can see that I'm helping most, most people I'm helping today is without any money. <laughs> and so I encourage everyone to look at how you can make a difference for one or multiple people with the tools you have at your disposal. Which sometimes it's just your legs and your hands. Your legs to walk and your hands to carry something. Even if it's doing grocery shopping for your neighbor who cannot get out or whatever it is. Simple things or being a listening ear. And I know there are platforms online now where people can actually offer their services. Like you can call me if you need to talk to somebody or whatever it is. It's not all about money. It's not all about physical stuff. Sometimes it's just being there for somebody.
2: That's beautiful, Lotfi. And thank you for bringing that up. Um, and I'll, I can testify for two of the things that you have just shared. One, the listening here You've been listening to me. I've been listening to you. So we've been sharing uh, that since last year, you know, beautifully in a very beautiful platon- platonic, is that the word? Friendship. Yes. Um, and the second one for... You know, delivering the food from the bank foods uh, I want to publicly thank you. You've been doing that for me two days ago so yes it's it makes a difference, and I've come to realize that gratitude is the most important and most expensive exchange uh currency, and you know only doing that for a person as you said without having any any money it makes a huge difference precisely because for instance you came from the other side of the city you got lost but you finally got it you know you finally made it to my place but who would have done that at 10 p.m in the evening you know for someone else so i know
1: some people who would do that but i'm grateful
2: for that but no, I'm just sharing it, you know, for a place of exemplifying what you just mentioned and for exemplifying also gratitude that you can show someone and, you know, from a place of receiving love and giving love, just like you and Rahula shared. And again, thank you very much for sharing so openly today about all your experiences, your breakthrough. Um, how you got in touch with your intuitive part and before we end this I would like to ask you Lotfi if there's anyone listening to this podcast or watching this podcast who would like to get in touch with you how can they do that
1: um, I think the easiest is just to google me or to type intuitive.me intuitive okay. spelled without the e And then dot me. That's the domain name, and they'll find me. They will be able to find uh, on my website information about me. Actually, I'm gonna. I need to update how I work. So the about me section is a little bit outdated, but I have a lot of free tips and tools. So you'll find um, tips and tools on uh, meditation, relaxation, grounding, um, entrepreneurship, relationships. Um, new age children if you heard of the concept if you want to know more about it I made a big research last year uh, and published it there so just head there and get inspired and the reason I'm collecting from a lot of people is because the strength is in working together mm-hmm. and not like oh it's only my, it's my website so only my stuff will be there no I share from different people who can all benefit you because i believe in the togetherness and the working together
2: that's beautiful latvi
1: intuitive dot me that's where yeah you google it you'll find me thank
2: Thank you you so so much for today thank you rahila thank you latvi i know thank you we have things to do and um yeah we'll hear each other with another opportunity have a wonderful day ahead
0: Turn, Bye, you turn, lot Bye, Lockfeed. It was an absolute Bye, delight Thank having you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.